Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Lori, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Carolina Barker. Carolina is an inspiring coach in the realm of business growth and personal transformation. Carolina strongly believes that everything and everyone is connected to each other. She quotes, the world needs more fun, more light and more happiness. Authentic, happy people unconsciously bring happiness to others, causing a ripple effect. They spread their happiness and that will eventually lift the world to a higher level. Grounded in this conviction that happiness is contagious, Carolina is devoting her life to ignite a global chain reaction of joy and authenticity. As a mindset coach, Carolina works with growth-orientated entrepreneurs who believe that authenticity is a non-negotiable and who highly value genuine human connection. She guides them on their business journey and empowers them to reach the level of their dreams. Carolina, this is so aligned with my own personal values. I am so excited to chat with you today. Well, likewise, Lori, so am I. (laughs) Really looking forward to this conversation. We need a lot more joy and authentic kind of connections in the world, especially in the business world. Like I see corporate veils all the time and it's like, I just want to know you like regularly. (laughs) (laughs) This is, yeah, I agree. I mean, so many people, especially in corporate world are doing what is expected of them and Mm. not really following what they would rather do. Right. For sure. I do feel like anyone, I'm going to start this podcast the way I start every podcast, anyone that gets into this kind of service oriented business or way of helping people, there's usually a specific journey that's had to happen for you to get here and help people in the way you do today. So can you tell me the context that I would need to know about your story to know why you help people in the way you do today? Um, there is, I, I must say there's not one story, but there is a couple of moments that, well, every person goes through, right? That, um, that are, that determined my course of action, sort of. Um, so I, uh, and one of the, one of the most significant moments, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the core of that one, is that at some point in my, in my career, so I was in corporate, I was in management, program management, I did IT programs, and I had a big team, loved doing that work, um, but was also very burned out, like um, four out of seven days, I think. I cannot, I, I cannot even remember the amount of times that I was in my car and I went home and I drove home crying simply because I couldn't stand the corporate world anymore because I constantly felt like a failure. And if I didn't feel like a failure because I felt that I didn't reach my goals, I felt like an imposter because I was mm. I was saying all these things that um, didn't really resonate with me. I was pumping up my chest, and, you know, and so there was there that was basically in my world. And I, I, um, I ran through that. I was already coaching people, uh, back then I've been coaching people for a long time already. And so that was sort of a, a side job. And I had the, the possibility to do that within the company for people as well. And when you coach people, you also learn a lot about yourself. So, um, that slowly 
got me to a point where at one day I just woke up and I just had another big go life and uh, worked my ass off, uh, was in the, on the weekend and everything, slept under my desk. I mean, come on. And I was, I woke up that week and after that weekend feeling so exhausted and I anyway dragged myself out of bed had to go to the office because there were so many there was a list still waiting for me mm. and I I sort of had this like this moment where I looked at myself in the mirror and I still get emotional about this um I looked at myself in the mirror and I I thought to myself is this really the me I want to go into the future with you know is this the type of life I I envision for myself just you know feeling unhappy like 60% of the time, uh, feeling exhausted 60% of the time, not having a social life because of that. And that was sort of this moment that I said, why, why am I not applying all the things that I, all these coaching conversations and all these things that I'm doing with other people? Why, what is holding me back from actually applying those to my own life? Mm. Um, and so that was, that was a, a key point, a key point. Um, I also found that the reason I was so unhappy in that was because I was stuffing a part of me away that wasn't supposed to be there. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was basically, that was my intuition. Um, mm. I had all these things, all these, all these feelings coming up um that would say oh do that and don't do that and oh that might not be the best course of action and instead of listening to them because i couldn't put them in a spreadsheet i pushed them away and i said no um the spreadsheet says that this is the most favorable way to go right? yeah and that went against my nature and i it it just went went against my core basically and who i who i really am what i really believe um and so yeah if the moment and the moment you these are these these types of things that the moment you see them you yeah. cannot unsee them mm -hmm. and it's like there's this shift and it's it's like one insight that changes your life forever and so, um, so yeah, those two moments were really significant for me that I thought, okay, this is not how I want to continue. And that's a decision, right? And after that, you, you can still decide not to take action and, and let fear overpower you in not taking action. I'm not a person that lets fear overpower me in any way. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I, I stepped up and I said, okay, I'm going to change this for myself. Mm. Um, and that that intuition part that I felt, okay, that's so strong in me. Why am I not working that? I'm 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 why am I not expressing that? And why am I not taking that heart-centered approach into everything I do? So here we are. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is I'm really sorry you had to go through that for for one, but I just feel as though that's such a relatable story where people are in a specific job and they don't feel like they can express who they really are. They're kind of expressing this kind of corporate veil version of themselves, 
rather than speaking in the way that they would usually speak, but just speaking about business or speaking about the project. And that is exhausting. Uh, agree. And I find that people don't only have a corporate identity. Mm. Um, what I find is that, you know, how, how business and private lives are like, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm. And when you hold that mask in front of you in your corporate life, there's a good chance that you hold a certain mask when you're with your parents, for example, um, or with certain types of friends that you say, oh, these friends, they know me from, I don't know, this time phase in my life where I was a, a complete, I don't know, a complete rebel. And I did all these daring things that I would never do now, but you still have that identity when you're with that group and the stories come up and the, and I, so you put on a different mask and with the, uh, your in-laws, you put on yet another mask, right? And so I find that, that it's not just the corporate world where people do that, although it does really come out very often, it comes out the strongest over there. Yeah. Oh, I have so many questions about what you just said because it's so true and it's it's really interesting. I just need to write another one down like just so I don't forget my second question. But my first question is like at work I am my I speak like I speak and I'll mm -hmm. even like in a big executive leadership meeting be like, "Oh, let's just smash this out." Like, "Oh, very much be myself because I'm extremely intentional about not losing myself in business. But I do feel like dumb sometimes. Like I'm like, I am the one that sounds the dumbest in the room, but please like, I hope, but you know what I mean? And so I guess it begs the question for me, if I was to put on my corporate kind of veil, I would, mm. I can use smart words and I do use smart words, but it's just not the way I naturally speak. Um, and I, if I did, it would be so that people thought that I was like um, more educated than what I am or they I would fit in with them a little bit more. Um, but I also don't think that everyone's being authentic when they speak very corporate. Some people are. Some people, that's mm -hmm. what they'd be like at home as well. But I don't think everyone, I do think there's this kind of corporate veil. So I guess th my long way of asking this question is like, why do we wear masks in specific areas of our lives? Um, well, I believe, and what I've seen is that we, it's, it's about all that wanting to belong, right? Um, wanting to fit in. And I, I do think there's a big difference between belonging and fitting in, right? Mm. Um, we automatically, there's, there's a lot of things we automatically belong to, right? We automatically belong to our family system, um, simply because we're born in it. Um, we belong in the place where we are simply because we're, we're there, we're present at that moment. And so I, I find that that belonging, that sense of belonging is not very common in the corporate world, which makes sense because what happens is you as a person adjust to that company and it's expected of you whenever you go into a new job and you apply for that job you have an interview basically when you step into that interview um usually the person on the other side of the of the of the table inexplicitly or sometimes even explicitly tell you today we're going to find out 
if you are a match for our company. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in this space where you really need a job because yeah. you've been out of it for a long time or in this space where you really need a job because you're going mental at home because you've been home for so long or because you're you have a job already that's that's that you hate going to every morning that's the moment when you say whatever this guy or this lady wants i am going to make sure that i match i will do everything in my power to make sure that i match because i just want to really get out of the situation that i'm in and into a new one and so you you start this process of fitting in mm-hmm. instead of just saying i am who i am and i'm and it and and it's and it's okay the way i am you mm-hmm. start that little those little steps into fitting in and on your first day people tell you well this is the way we do this here right which is like for me it's like okay that's the that's like the killer of growth the it's way like the we stone do ages in business <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh we yeah. don't we don't value curiosity here <laughs> uh-huh. And um, I believe there's many dinosaurs out there still. Yes, (laughs) there are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so all that is like, okay, you adjust and you adjust a little bit more and you adjust a little bit more until at some point you think, oh, um, I feel uncomfortable about this. And that's that's basically where the physical experience, I think, comes in. I'm 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 thinking of how to how to approach this. Um, <laughs> there is I I honestly truly feel that our bodies uh, and our emotions indicate to us on how far we are doing what we love doing. Right, our mood, feeling happy versus feeling feeling stressed. Um, there is of course excitement and fear. They're the same part of the brain actually that that lights up when you have excitement or when you have fear um but there is a difference in the physical like reaction very often in your chest or in your stomach that tells you oh this is excitement or oh this is fear and i really shouldn't do this um and I believe that we, at some point, we reach that that point in our in our work or in any situation where we start to feel uncomfortable. That our body starts to protest, right? Yes. Um, and that our body basically, you feel that you can feel the heaviness, the resistance of whatever you're doing that's not aligned with who you are and 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 who you are in your core. You can feel the resistance of of not wanting to go there. Right. I, I'm not sure. Am I explaining myself? A you little are, bit? but I have, <laughs> I have a question about this. How mm-hmm. do you tell whether that, that kind of like exhaustion kind of burnout feelings, the kind of the chest feelings, the tummy feelings, how do you tell whether that means you've got to learn a lesson here and you've got to kind of, um, you, like this job is for you or this situation is for you and there's a lesson to be learned here and you're resisting it and and that's why you're so tired or similar to your situation like you've got to get out of this like what sort what sort of tangible things can someone do to kind of like analyze that within their body 
Well, I believe that that uh, um, visualization and imagination, right? It doesn't have to be visualization. We call it visualization, but our body has way more sensory uh, cues that it picks up than just vision. Um, so it can be something you hear, something you taste, something you smell. Um, but so let's just call it imagine instead of visualization and keep it. It can be goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe that there is a um, that if you would imagine yourself overcoming a certain situation, um, let's say you're having a really hard day at work and um, because there's a, a little mini project or a, a task that you really dislike doing. And when when you imagine yourself overcoming that task or that mini project or even a big project at the end of it what do you feel what Mm -hmm. happens when you imagine yourself standing at the end of all that do you feel that like me um you know do you feel that at the end of the project there's another project and you really don't have time to rest and you have this that's that heavy feeling is still there because there's there's no there's no end to it. Yeah. Then that's your cue to, to get out as fast as you can, because there has to be a release at the end, a release of, yay, I did this. Oh, wow. I stepped up for myself or I, I really, yay, I completed this. And now I have a moment of celebration. If that moment of celebration doesn't come and everything just even imagining you overcoming this hurdle doesn't give you that excited yay feeling of i i'm i i i did it i i yay then get out of there it's not yeah. that's not your dream life that's not for you that's such a great tangible tip because i think it's really hard to kind of get into your body and and being like is it is it me internally or is it externally the job, you know? And um, that's a really good tangible tip to, to kind of focus on, like how do you feel even when you overcome hurdles? And that's a really good way of doing it. And yeah, my mind is just ticking, um, ticking there. I think another thing you mentioned is that when folks are applying for a job and they're wanting to fit in, like let's just say you're in this scenario and you're needing you've decided that you need a new job. And um, I'm really big on interviewing, like you're interviewing the employer as much as, as much as, you know, they're interviewing you, you want to see if you're a fit to them, but that's speaking from a place of privilege, you know, at the end of the day, stability is the most important thing. And how do we get stability today? Money, financial resources. So how would you suggest somebody goes into job searching or figuring out the next, if you're an entrepreneur, figuring out like the next product you're going to launch or what have you in a way that's going to fulfill you, ignite you, keep you excited? Well, I, th- I think there's many aspects to that question. And mm. um, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to tap into the, the things that triggered me, of course. Um, so I feel that if you have this it is a, a, a privilege to have the mm. choice to choose uh, between if do, if do you want to be with this employer or not. Are you tired of constantly feeling burnt out while trying to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself struggling to maintain motivation and productivity over long periods of time? 
I'd like to introduce you to the Goal Getting Journal, the ultimate solution for those of you who want to surpass their goals without burning out. Our journal is designed to help you set achievable goals, track your progress, and maintain a healthy work-life balance. With our journal, you'll discover practical strategies for managing stress, staying motivated, and avoiding burnout, including time blocking, habit stacking, and so much more. You'll also learn how to prioritize your tasks and maximize your productivity so you can get more done in less time. The Goal-Getting Journal is perfect for anyone who wants to achieve their goals without sacrificing their mental health and well-being. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, or just someone who wants to make any positive change in your life, the Goal-Getting Journal can help you stay on track and avoid burnout. And for Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your first journal using the code HFPODCAST. Go to goalgettingjournal.com and type HFPODCAST at checkout to get your discount. So what are you waiting for? Order the Goal Getting Journal today and start getting your goals without burning out. So what (laughs) I was really curious about is how like someone taps into their intuition while searching for a job or while searching for their next project, like when they're feeling really stuck and fulfilled, like how someone can really um, ignite their happiness, be joyful and be fulfilled rather than like creating that same cycle again, you know? Well, I think one of the things is that creativity never comes from a place of stress, right? And so I think it's, it's all about creating space for yourself. Creating space for, for if you, it, and it depends on, on where you are in your journey. If you have another position that you're already, that you're in, um, it's a different, it's a different space than when you are looking for a job because you don't have anything. But either way, I think it's a, both come from a mental space, a mental relaxation that we can do we can do them with meditation right uh, but and a lot of people think that meditation is like sitting still and hum i am not a person that can sit still for like two minutes so i do active meditations i do laughing meditations i do you know things that make that that are in the body that do something in the body again that's somatic experience to just to to get that release, to get that energy flowing. Um, so to to get back to your question, it's a that that creating that space for yourself, that mental space, so that you can become creative and mm. feel that you're worth your weight, um, no matter no matter where you go. Um, that I think is crucial. And I, I like to say to people, try to uh, practically, how do you do that? You, you can do meditations. But one of the things that really um, helps the body, helps the mind is do something that you find fun. And I know that these things are, you know, you think, oh, I cannot have fun because I very often people, especially when you're in a burnout and when you're looking for a job and, you know, you feel guilty when you have fun. Mm. You feel like you're not allowed. The, the, that hour that you're taking for fun is better spent looking for a job, is better spent scouting the Internet, is better spent talking and networking. And and we create all these 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 heavy 
things in our day and our day is completely filled with those. And at the end of the day, we're even more stressed than we were before. Mm -hmm. And that's, it completely cuts off any flow of creativity. And so you're, you're basically not, by not taking that space for yourself, by not allowing yourself to be, um, to feel into uh, distress and releasing it, um, that does you no good, basically. And that, that's, I think people should be, um, should, no, are, can choose to be. Yes. Um, a, re- a more relaxed version of themselves going into these interviews in a more relaxed state simply by at least doing something fun every day. I actually have a, a, a notebook. And I, I practice this actively. I have a notebook and every day at the beginning of my day, I'm writing down my gratitude and what am I going to do today? That's fun. That's not just hard work. I'm a, I'm an, I'm a achiever in, in <laughs> every little, every fiber in my body is like, I'm a, an, I achieve. I have all these projects that I do and, and I run from one thing to the other, which is all a lot of fun, but which is also work, right? Mm. It's, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be um, a, a horrible to, for it to be work. Um, but um, I, I consciously choose a thing to do that I like to do. Um, that's, and I, I write down fun, my fun thing of today. And I, I choose something to do. So that uh, somewhere in my day, I, I plan that in. If not at the end of my day, I do something that I'm truly, really excited about. And that releases that stress from my body. That's so awesome. So it's, I love what you said earlier. Creati- creativity never comes from a place of stress. Mm-hmm. And I resonate with that because when I'm really stressed out at work, um, because I've got a lot going on. Um, and I love what I do by the way, but it's a big job. Like I've got, I'm juggling a lot of mm-hmm. things. I, the thing I love to do, it, I love podcasting for one. Like I just love chatting to people and picking people's brains. But the other thing is I love content creation. I love writing blogs. I love mostly making TikToks. I love mm-hmm. making TikToks, but it's so difficult like I would much prefer to scroll or watch Netflix or do something else to numb my mind because creativity never comes from a place of stress. And it sounds like what is kind of the solution to that. A, yes, meditation helps creating that available space, but it's also just having fun in some sort of way with no like end result, like content creation has an end result, even though I really, really love it. And it's super, super fun. It's still like that creativity is not going to come unless like there is some sort of like fun scheduled into the day. Wow. First, I want to really acknowledge you for loving the creative part, because for me, (laughs) that's like, I I love it as well. Um, But indeed, it can be stressful. One thing that can be so stressful for a lot of entrepreneurs is basically your that creativity and the the writing and everything is I love that you love to do that. Mm. <laughs> it's a, um, uh, what is somebody's struggle is other people's hobby, isn't it? Um, yes. So, um, the 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 thing I love to do is uh, uh, just dance in my living room to eighties music. Mm. 
I don't never do that anymore. And I used to see an intuition coach. She was like a, she's a psychologist and an intuition coach. Um, she's amazing. And she's like, just dance around in the dance around more often. Like you love dancing. So just do it. But I don't know why I don't, but I do EDM. <laughs> I love that you do it to eighties. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I really like 80s music and it's the, it's for me, it's like the, the happy button or something in my brain yeah. that the moment I put on 80s music, um, I, I, you know, that's like my, Oh, nice. I, I, and now I'm, I'm in that space of freedom for a moment. And, and I, I have three cats whenever I, you know, I cannot think of anything. I uh, play with them which is also yes. fun, which doesn't really have a, a, a real goal. Um, nothing, I, I'm not producing. I'm, I, well, I'm producing happy cats. That's basically, <laughs> I'm not sure if you can call that producing, but <laughs> yes. That seems like living in the moment to me. No, everything you said made made so much sense in terms of finding that fun. Can you provide a few examples for people that are kind of like, they've either been depressed or burnt out for so long that they literally don't even remember what they thought was fun. Can you provide some examples? You don't need to name names of things like that you, your clients do for fun just to kind of get the ball rolling for folks. I think it's very, very dependent on the person, but I, I yeah. can give you a couple of examples. I would say if, if you want to discover your fun, um, go back if you if you had a, a a thing that you loved to do in childhood and some uh, just playing out in the streets there was always something that would catch your eye and that you would be happy with um mm. if you don't want to go back to that that to that phase which i can imagine um <laughs> i there's things as simple as getting a tennis ball and bouncing it against the wall um, or I, like I said, doing a laughing meditation, which is basically just, you put on your headphones and the, all you hear is people laugh and you automatically start laughing with that as well. By the end of that, if you do that for five minutes, if you do it for one minute, you're, you're at least smiling. I can guarantee mm. that. Um, play with the cats. Like I mentioned, uh, dance to music, read a book. Take a time to read a book and, and discipline your mind to come back to the book whenever it's drifting off, right? Mm. Um, just sit in a park staring at nothing is a, is a great way to have a fun time or listening to the trees. It's basically mindfulness and being present in the moment. Um, I uh, One of my clients has, for example, she goes to the gym a lot. She loves being at the gym or um or listening to an audiobook that uh or a podcast mm -hmm. i mean these are all things if you if you consciously see them as something like i'm going to take this moment and do something for me just just for me not for not to not with a goal to make anybody else happy not with uh, uh, something that comes out of that like that you can you know that you can hold in your hand but I'm just going to take this time to spend it with me. You automatically that lightness comes in. And I, I do believe that that lightness that you feel that everybody possibly can, if you dig deep, everybody hopefully can remember a little bit of that, mm -hmm. even if it's just for two seconds. Um, hopscotch on the street. <laughs> yes, it's, I remember uh, that. 
I, I mean, just just uh, lift your legs twice, try it, and you your brain will go back to that moment and think, oh right, I had fun there, and it will give you this this lightness, this this relief, um, a release of stress, and I I do believe that that's the universe guiding us, mm-hmm. you know, saying, hey, this is this you should do more of this. That's mm. that lightness that comes up. Um, maybe you should try doing this more because that's why you feel good about it. Hey, Holistic Fitness fam, a quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals. And sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock-full of premium CBD and a full-spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to, uh, to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's products are, all of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leith, Dr. Christian Gonzalez and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee. L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. Yeah, I love that. I love the notion of injecting more fun into our lives, but I can't help but think it's sad that we need to consciously have fun because like pretty much every culture has had like dancing or some sort of fun as a part of their their kind of rituals and, and routines. And I was watching a comedian last night that was super fun. Um, <laughs> and he was like, he was saying something like, I'm not a Republican, but I can feel myself as I get older, like becoming like a grumpy Republican for people who aren't in America, like Republican is like the conservative party. Um, and they're like, not everyone, but they can get like angry about like certain things and a little bit closed minded about certain things, or at least that's like the outside perception. Um, and he was like providing all these examples of how he can see himself getting grumpier and grumpier as he get older. Not to say that people on the other side aren't grumpy, so not picking any sides here, but it was just a funny example. And it begs the question, like, why do we just like get grumpy and stop having fun? <laughs> why do we get grumpy and stuff well because of responsibilities that we think we yeah. have to follow 
I, and about that, um, Mel Robbins, she mm. she's a, a, a great, I, I love her work. Um, she actually uh, um, did a podcast, I think quite recently, like a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, about having fun. And she she said exactly the same thing as you just said. How come we just have this, we, we got into this phase in our lives where we have to plan for fun. Mm. And and that's because our responsibilities just basically they we have so many responsibilities yeah um, that it's easy to get caught up in everything else. Plus, um, she also mentioned that when you when you look at your life, we all we all think that fun comes spontaneously. Mm. But when we grew up, our parents created that fun for us. We went to the, That's we so went true. To the park, we went to the, to the zoo, we went to, or, or, or caregivers created that for us, or our friends created, our teachers created that for us. Now you guys go play with the bowl and, you know, and now let's do a play date with, with this friend of yours. And so all these things of fun, we, we tend to think that fun should be something spontaneous. Um, but actually, it's it's not it never was spontaneous the the number of times that you spontaneously had fun is is are just in our memories because we didn't know that they were planned yeah um, so fun is also something and that's why i write it down in the morning um fun is also something that you just that you need to plan for and that you that when you plan for it um it's a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning i guess but when you do plan for it, um, and I've been doing this for years now, um, at some point, even if you if you don't write it down, you're still taking that moment for yourself to, you know, to have fun. Have yeah, it's just like any other habit. You need to continue to practice it for it to become comfortable again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're coming up to time here, Carolina, but I do have like one big question um, about something you mentioned earlier regarding um, belonging versus fitting in. And you mentioned like with family, you always belong. And I agree because you do always belong to your family. But sometimes you don't feel like you fit in with your family, like that you feel like a square peg in a round hole, especially if you're like the only intuitive one that believes in, I don't know, astrology, or you're the only really fit one in your family and everyone else likes Mm -hmm. to drink beer on the weekends and watch sports. Um, How do you help people navigate like the, and, and, no matter what, like not fitting in hurts, even if you belong, how do you navigate the opposite scenario where someone belongs, but doesn't fit in? Um, I think that's all. Uh, so what I see is that that's all a part of accepting oneself mm-hmm. and becoming stronger in who you are and becoming more. It, it's It's also having clarity. A lot of people, if you ask them, who are you? they would they would give you a title or they would give you a, a whole list a, a laundry list of, of characteristics but if you ask them who are you really a lot of people don't have that answer they 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 just don't know and so i'm i'm what i find is that fitting in and belonging when people belong but don't fit in it's very often because there's a fear behind that of showing themselves fully. And they have stepped into this role of, let's say a child with parents of this perfect child that loves 
and a child would do anything for their parent, right? They would adjust mm. themselves unlimitedly just to make their parents happy. Um, that's that's the way children work, especially in the in the younger years. And so the that finding out which part did I adjust and which part is me, what is my inner power? How do I stand in my inner power? And slowly getting those layers of the onion off that you've built over the years will make you stronger, will make you more comfortable with who you are, will have, give you clarity about who it is that you that you want to be and who you want to become, who you were in the past and where you are now. And that allows you to slowly start integrating those two worlds of belonging and sharing with your family who you are and having that part of you being accepted. Mm. Yeah, that makes total sense. And in my experience, that self-discovery and really standing in your own power comes from either a self-reflection or journaling or coaching, <laughs> helping <laughs> someone, someone else asking you really good questions to help you kind of work through that. Cause I've had a lot of like cognitive behavioral therapy, but also work with coaches. And I've just found that, um, so helpful. It's kind of like <laughs> athletes, all athletes have a coach, but you know, coaching is also a privilege because you know, it is. you pay it money is. for it. It is a privilege. So you can do self-reflection, but I've, I've personally, um, with that, you know, cause I'm, I'm a little bit different. I have incredibly big ideas and, and stuff like that. And I, I know I'm different to a lot of my friends that I had in high school and stuff like that. And coaching really helped me out with that and telling, helping me realize it's okay to, to be what, what the kids are calling today, a little bit Delulu, which means delusional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that's, a, that's, a, that's amazing by the way. <laughs> I do think that the 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 people that feel like they don't belong and they feel like they don't fit in, they usually have a bigger purpose than just than just being where they are. And the the reason that they don't fit, that they belong where they are, is because life has something bigger in store for them. Yeah, and they for just sure. haven't discovered what it is yet. Oh yeah. Yes, and they need support to get there. I do have another final question. I and it's like a I. I I ask this sometimes, but I intuitively feel called to ask this one is like, is there anything before we wrap up that you haven't shared today that you really wanted to share? Hmm. Maybe a final statement from Tony Robbins. And he says, um, whatever we want to do and whatever we, we feel like is inside of us bubbling up to come out. Um, there is never a lack of resources. It's always a lack of resourcefulness. Mm. That's a good one. It's so true as well from personal experience, but um, I'm sh I've seen it in others too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, wow. you, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. Yeah. Carolina, I'm sure that so many people want to get in touch with you, want to learn more about your work or follow you on the socials. Um, how can we learn more about your services or get in touch with you? Um, the best way to get in touch with me is via email, uh, which is carolina at coachingbycarolina.com or via LinkedIn, where I have a, a LinkedIn profile. 
So linkedin.com slash Carolina Bucker. Perfect. And we'll have all of that in the show notes as well. So people can get in touch with you and, and all of that fun stuff. Thank you so much, Lori. It's been wonderful having you on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining today and sharing all of your wisdom with me and the audience. Thank you so much for (laughs) for hosting. This This was an amazing conversation. No, it's been a true pleasure. Thanks so much. And for everyone at home, whether you're in the car listening to the podcast, having some fun while listening to the podcast or cleaning your home, whatever you're up to, eat well, move well, breathe well. And until next time, keep shining.